Wynn and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wynn or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wynn for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynn Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynn Morgan, and my amazing co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hi, Wynn. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I am well, too. Thanks very much. I am well. Although I spent yesterday at the time of recording with my brother's two grandkids in Legoland. Wow. And hanging out with a six-year-old, a four-year-old, their parents, my niece Rebecca, and, uh, and uh, I guess, what, what would he be called? Well, well, my niece's husband, Adam, Violet and Jet. It showed me that there is such a thing as getting older and not having the energy of a six-year-old and a four-year-old, eh? Because I'm pretty sure that they're up for it again today because they stayed overnight. And I, <laughs> I, I are. came home and I was wiped out. And I woke up this morning still wiped out. Amazing day, though. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now, that's not what we're going to talk about today. It's not? No, it isn't. You had an idea, so don't sound so surprised. It's not. <laughs> So you had a quote that you'd seen recently and thought it might be fun to explore. Yeah, the quote was, I guess I should have it in front of me. So I guess I'll just say, I don't know if this is the exact quote, but it, it said, if you're not going within, you're going without. Mm. And I just thought that was such a fun a fun quote to kind of explore, although I did not have a direction necessarily, but I, I think in the book, and this is um, Neil Donald Walsh, again, just because I, I haven't been reading it, but the idea is that <clears throat> we're kind of focused on the things outside of us. So if that's the direction and that's the focus of our attention are the things outside of us, right? Where we think that that's where our experience is coming from. We think that all of the things that we're seeing and, um, and the people in the world and everything else, that it's happening to us and that it also says something about us. So it's like everything outside in right if you're if you're going without 
but it also means if you're going without, not only are you not realizing that your experience is inside out, so you don't realize that or you don't see it at the time or you're not aware of it, but it also means that you're not, you're focusing on the outside, but not in terms of like, we're not using the deeper part of us to experience those things. And so going within is when your focus is on or your attention is on even like a deeper perspective of what's happening outside of you. It's like looking through almost like how the, the deeper part of you and your own wisdom sees the outside, experiences the outside. And so bringing it back inside, like finding moments of stillness or calm and kind of bringing it inside into a deeper perspective and, and an openness and an, like an unknown space and accessing our wisdom in that way and then going into the outside and, and putting focus on that. Like it's a different focus. Like I just heard um, <clears throat> Michael Neal on a video talk about, he was quoting someone else, but saying, I look through my eyes not with them. And so it's almost like being able to access how life, how wisdom, how intelligence, how love sees what's happening outside and using those as your eyes and your ears. At least that's, you know, that may not at all be what I read, (laughs) but just the way I interpreted it. Anything show up for you in that one? A heap whether I can find words is a different question. Well, the first thing as I reflect on the quote is that I remember the times where I was seeking the external, the outside, in order for the inside to be okay. And I don't know whether I eventually realized it, I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but that's clearly uh, a recipe to continue to look for something that is never there. I kept looking for feelings out there, to your point about our inside out versus outside in. So I was going without because I thought the answers were outside. I thought that's where all the good stuff was. Well, in fact, I thought that's where the good and the bad was. I didn't think there was anything inside at all. Well, I was happy to have been, to bumped into something that was, that certainly feels an awful lot more true than that, which is the opposite, which is why the quote was something that piqued my interest when you mentioned that before we started recording. I think, yeah, let's talk about it. And then when I was listening to you, explore just now it it's a it's a lovely way of of saying it that seeing the richness from within helps see more richness out there 
I mean, if, if someone who knew me 12 years ago and listened to me talk about my deep thoughts then and then listened to my deep thoughts now, they'd have thought, what happened to this guy? How is this chalk and cheese, right? This is a different person, surely. So I will very quietly sit and notice and amuse over, ponder over things such as the existence of light, the existence of having our own senses that we can witness what's happening in the world of form. Light sounds, when you talked about eyes and ears earlier, smells, tastes, touch. And for me to notice that they are the gifts by, by which this part of the form of the universe can witness the other parts of the form of the universe and know its perfection inside and outside. I mean, that's a heck of a thing for this guy to be able to see something about. Because the person 12 years ago would have been in a different universe to that which is something I'm very grateful for. And I find it astonishing that, that we have these sensory abilities to make sense of the outside world from the, you know, the physical aspects that we have, our eyes, our ears, our nose, our taste buds in our mouth. The, uh, the nerve endings in our skin. and emotions in order to actually witness things and then make sense of them or nonsense of them from inside the spectacular organ called the brain. I, I always want to be in awe of that because I find the awe of that just... It makes me grateful to have been born to see the awe of that. Mm. And whatever I do with my life is an absolute bonus on top of the fact that I could witness this world and experience it in, a, in, in such an extraordinary way. But I also think that I remember a number of times being a bit confused with that whole statement of go within, go inside. Mm because it, it, it looks like, well, that's more of win. It's more of win thinking about win, and it isn't that at all, in my mind. It's more of going inside to see more clearly, to the point that you made about the inside-out nature of how our experience is created moment by moment. It's less self-absorption. It's less of win on one's mind. And it's funny, that almost like the um, paradox isn't the right word for it, but it's the best word I've got right now for it. The more I've done that going within, the not the, the winness of within, but how my experience is created, the more my eyes are actually and my experience senses are pointing out there more than in here. 
less of what does this mean for me, more of, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, one, one way of maybe me saying that would be the more within I've gone is the more I've seen that there's nothing personal at all in life. And I thought going within was let me analyze when. No, it's dissolved the witness when I remember that. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, there isn't a witness here. There is still, okay, there's this form and there's this expression of this matter and this energy, this flavor of me. And even that isn't personal. That's just another version of the miracle of the universe. Or whatever other word you're listening at home. Whatever that would, whatever makes sense to you about that, or makes sense to you. Remember, you mentioned Michael Neal, and it's still my favorite book. My favorite nonfiction book is The Space Within that he wrote, and it came out in 2016. I remember reading an advanced copy of that on a plane coming back from having a conversation with him. I remember every, every paragraph I was reading, I was welling up of touching that space within and being really grateful and, and relieved by it. So I think that space within is, that's where there's nothing that can be done with. There is no going without in that space within. That space within is everything all at once. So that's what came up for me. I think it's cool. Like when you realize you can't get it wrong. Like even if, and so many people will, they'll spend their whole lives without not realizing there's a within that's not their kind of personal mind. And somehow I, I kind of feel like we came to play in that space too. I mean, I spent the majority of my life, as you said, for yourself in that space without. And in this book, he would say, you know, God in the conversation would say, because it's the remembering that you came here for. So play your whole life because when you pass, <laughs> You're going to remember then, no matter what. You can't lose. There's nothing lost. So if we're eternal, and I believe that for myself, it doesn't matter if in this life, if I remember who I really am, because at some point I will. I'll, call, I'll come back and remember. But it's like when you're living this kind of human life and then you start to see who you really are, that deeper part of who you are and what it's connected to. That is cool. But so is, so is playing in the world and mixing it yeah. up in the world and forgetting because we always will remember 
And then maybe we come back and play in another body and we remember a little bit more. I have no idea how that works, but I know what it feels like when I even catch a glimpse of that, that truth inside me. Like a, a glance at who I really am. I know what that feels like. And then I go without. <laughs> and then I go within. And I jump in and out. Like I'm here for all of that. Even the hard stuff. I got a question for you, Wynn. If you were to have this conversation with someone who doesn't feel like they have any clue what within is, like if you gave somebody that quote and you said, you know, if you're not going within, you're going without, and they're like, what? What do you think you would say? I don't know what I'd say, but the first person who springs to mind as they wouldn't know what that was all about would be me not long ago. <laughs> good answer. Good answer, Wynn. That's funny. It feels true, too, but I don't know because I don't I think I've ever asked that question. I've not said that quote. I, don't, I haven't heard it until today. Um, what would I say? I don't know. Because in order for me to have said that to somebody, it would have had to have made sense based upon something else that already had happened. I wouldn't just say to a stranger, hey, go within or you go without. I mean, I wouldn't do that. So I don't know what I'd say. And, and yet, in a in a conversation, it, I would always want it to be relevant to the way that that person's expressed how they see life and the world. So it possibly would have very different words, a very different point. So I wouldn't start there if I didn't know that that had any kind of relevance to them. Because I remember someone... I remember hearing this conversation at a conference and a, a friend of mine was told by somebody, hey, do you know you don't exist? And I, I, and I just went, well, what a way to start talking to a stranger. I thought, there's you know, very smart person talking to a, another very smart person. A complete disconnect. It happens to be right. It happens to kind of be true. But still not the place to start a conversation in my mind. When it, it sounds more interesting than what do you do for a living <laughs> or the weather, I still would be more interested in that conversation. I don't know. If someone pointed at me and said, you know, it don't exist, I would want to run the opposite direction. <laughs> I would still be in a polite conversation with someone talking about the weather because I happen to be fascinated by the weather. <sighs> I love how different we are. I would be like, oh, that's okay. What are we talking about? 
I'd be yeah. present all of a sudden, I think. Yeah. Well, if I don't exist, then neither do you. So you can put that finger you're pointing at me at right where it came from. I mean, that's... <laughs> or I could just give him a little slap in the face and be like, you sure? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> you sure about sting. that, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're not condoning violence in any way on this podcast. That was um, a mere puff, as they say, within legal terms. <laughs> you know what I did think of, though, after I asked you that question Mm -hmm. i kind of turned it towards myself for a second like do i know like how did i first get a sense of that space within and i can't tell you anything specific but i i can tell you that it it came from time alone I'm trying to. It came from time that I spent by myself. Okay. So I know I was alone. Mm. I know I could get a sense of it when I settled down mentally. I know I could sense it in nature. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're just first getting a sense of that space, I I don't think it comes in some, you know, maybe a deep conversation of how we don't exist. I don't think it would ever have found me there. I think it would find me in other places like being in nature, like spending time alone and when my mind gets a little quieter, like somehow peace resonated there quiet resonated there the perfection of nature it resonates there for me too like very simple ways it started to find me you know sometimes the most uncomplicated simple and each time I came back And still to this day, it feels familiar. Like remembering something you forgot. Like that. Well, there's a part of what you said that reminded me of something. That look within, I remember at one point, sounded to me like more analysis, more mental work, not less. The space within the space between a lot of busy thinking. Yeah. And I'd, uh, I'd forgotten that I used to think that it was, I had kind of like messed that one up because <laughs> I just didn't understand it. But there's a, a quick memory that I just had of Labor Day weekend. I'm not going to say why it's Labor Day because I was in the US when this was happening. It was so it's September 2000. Um, so no, September 1999. So was that 22 years, 32 years ago? And I was on the western shore, the Californian shore of Lake Tahoe on a Saturday morning, walking, just walking along the little boulders by the side of the, by the lake shore. My mind was so relaxed that I could see my future ahead of me. 
in a way that I hadn't done before. And, you know, I just was about to turn 21. And that was from a place of being really quiet inside. But I didn't know that at the time. I didn't put those two things together. I was too busy enjoying myself. And from the space within came this clarity of realizing at that point what I wanted from my life. Now, the stuff that I wanted at that time soon became out of date because I met somebody else. So a different woman came back into my life when I came back home from California and lots of my priorities changed. And then they changed again and they changed again and they changed again. But the feeling of being on solid ground in that morning, you know, long before I'd heard of the three principles, I don't even know if it was called the three principles at the time, but I've been called psychology of mind back in 1991, I don't know. But that was an example of waking up to something that was evidently true, that space within, whatever it was called. And it's funny that now I remember it, and I, you know, I can't remember the last time I thought of that, that Saturday morning, early September of 91, hopping across those little boulders. Thanks. Thank you, Wim. You've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with Wynn Morgan. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, please reach out. We'd love to hear them. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.